you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Knee Pour. This week, Nick and I dive into the Nictus 10-Year Bourbon, as well as we compare it to the US-1 Bourbon from Nictus. So, we hope you guys enjoy the show, so sit back and grab your drinks, and uh, catch you on the flip side. man welcome back to the neat poor podcast open wide shalanda's here nick is here shalanda's buzzed on the verge of being drunk per usual shalanda's shalanda's i hit you you with the s we got michter's 10 here michter's 10 kentucky bourbon bourbon because we we done the show on the whiskey yeah we had the michter's 10 rye uh these are both single barrel options Today we're doing the 10. And then um the 10's got a little wax on the top. I think that's the one of the distincting distinctive uh what? What? That's a distinction. <laughs> Who else is sloshed? Yeah. So uh this is probably what our third Mictors episode, at least our second. We hit Mictors pretty hard in our shows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now Mictors, um, according to the book, Pappy Land, from a couple episodes ago, uh, they they acknowledge Michter's and Maker's Mark for going below uh, entry level maximum proof into the barrel, right? Because that's what Pappy did for uh, for the Stissel Weller juice. So if you go in, I think Michter's goes in to the barrel at like a hundred and one proof or something like that, right? Because the lower proof you go in, the more the flavors come out. You know, the higher proofs you go, you know, like it's boozy as fuck. Yeah, and you're stripping away the flavors when you dis. When the distillate is a higher proof, it's strip is stripping away flavors the higher proof you go. So um wanted to call them out there. And uh we're taking it up against the Michter's bourbon. Like we did the last time. That's kind of a hallmark of this show, right? Like the store pick that you see on the shelf everywhere. What's that doing against this uh, special release here? So, yeah, so basically what we try to do, we try Slamming. to compare. Yes, Nick, stop bumping the table. Slamming the table again, I'm sorry. Okay, so what we basically try to do, we try to compare the the, the bourbons or the whiskeys that, you know, the store-bought ones is versus the hard-to-get ones. So. You, buy, you buy them all at the store. I mean, we, yeah, but, you know, you're not going to find the Michter's 10 bourbon at retail just on an everyday basis. That's a fact. You got to catch it. Versus you going into um, your local liquor store and finding the Mictor's bourbon just for whatever. Any, yeah. Any other day. Now, uh, at the Afro Beard Six Studios, Shalanda's a huge fan of the Mictor's. You got the Sour Mash. I am. You got the bourbon. You got the rye. And um, I feel like I'm missing one. I feel like I'm a Mictor's whore. Oh, oh. <laughs> let's, 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 let's bring it back. Let's bring it down here. Let's bring it down a notch there, cowgirl. All right. And now you got the Mictors 10. So um, I tell you, man, I know that's a transitional phrase for me. He says that for everything. <laughs> he says that even when I'm asking him to cook dinner. Like, I tell you, man, like, God damn, man. We, um, we need a new segue for you. Some nice orange orange chocolate vibes, right? And some nice, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know the difference between butterscotch and caramel, but I feel like. It leans more towards butterscotch because ever since we picked out the Lando Lake note last week <laughs> with the uh, with the old Forester, that's I'm picking up 
those buttery kind of uh you know the center of the candy bar with Snickers or a Milky Way or whatever the fuck it is. Yes, I'm picking those things up when I drink the Mictors. I'm getting a ton of those kind of flavors. I get a ton of caramel and butterscotch. Okay. So, I mean, I like the spot. The, the spice. <laughs> the spice. It's okay. Bring it in. Take your time. The spice that hits you as it lingers, um, but on the front end, you definitely get now like butterscotch, buttery mouthfeel. It's a smooth mouthfeel. Oh, there you go. You all bottle. God damn it. You all bottle to the bar with your smooth. Any variation of smooth. Smooth on this show. Wait, I didn't say. I didn't use smooth as a a flavor. Come on. We're not. We're not. No, we're not doing that. God damn it. Smooth is what you said. And that's what we. So we try to get away from that. Here I am saying let's get away from that. Now, to be fair, I'd say everything. Everything tastes like. Every fruit flavor tastes like apricot or peach to me. I get peach all the time. Or let's say plum, because you don't even know what a plum is. You know, you ask five people what a plum is, you'll get five different answers. For the record, we were in a cab. That cabbie gave us a different answer. You know, uh, B-Rad on the pocket, he gives us a different answer. No one knows what a fucking plum is. I do. It's a a purple fucking peach. Oh, my gosh. It's a mushy purple apple. Don't ever say something that tastes like plum in this But I think Michter's uh, deserves a lot of... Michter's, even before I got heavy into bourbon, Michter's, uh, back in 2015, Michter's Rye was right next to Elmer T. Lee and right next to the Green Spot Irish Whiskey on my bar as just staples. Like, I didn't know much about whiskey. I just know that I really liked the way that made me feel. Fucking 86 proof or whatever it is and just, you know, a medley of flavors all at once. I was always excited about that expression of whiskey. Well, you're the one who turned me on to the mixers in the first place. Because, you know, when you were living in the old apartment, you had the mixers on the bar. On the bar and that's when I really started my journey into the bourbon. I mean, damn, you introduced me to beer and bourbon. Yeah. I think uh, 2015-ish. You're is, a bad influence. <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, we're, we're, you know we're, we're exploring. We're exploring the space here for sure. But, you know, I think a lot of this show is built on the fact that uh, the great Michael Jackson, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite quotes. No, that not that one. The other one, oh, the beer hunter, he would they would talk about um, this is a Garrett Oliver quote. He'd say, you know, Michael wrote just as many books about whiskey as he did about beer. But then the beer people didn't know he was writing about whiskey shit and then vice versa. The whiskey people didn't know he was just really a big beer guy. But he kind of saw this like he kind of saw these worlds and how they were they were they were related to each other. Well, shit, a lot of these distillers refer to the wart as, uh, you know, distiller's beer, right? When we went to, uh, we went to Maker's Mark, they kind of made fun of it, and they had a can dipped in the red wax that said beer, and it was the wart. <laughs> it was yeah, the, I remember that. <laughs> it was the wart for the Maker's Mark. I do remember that. So, you know, but this Michter's crew, um, they're based in Louisville. They, um, I want to say they're distilling now. But a lot of the stuff they have is ten year stuff. I think that's uh I think that stuff's all sourced. Yeah. So So I feel a road trip for my forty first birthday, my second forty first birthday. You're just hitting the reset button? Yeah, they use it for this year. There's gonna be a lot of shit more more stuff open this year than last year for sure. So I feel we should have a bourbon road trip in March. For my yeah. Birthday. I think that's a great idea. I'd love to have Mictors on that list. Um, now they have an eight thousand dollars celebration that uh, we saw ludicrous. <sighs> fucking that he drinking. took from the bottle. He just took it from the head. He took it to the head. You know, 
I guess when you got, you know, when you got four million followers, you can drink an eight thousand dollar whiskey that from the no fucking excuse. bottle. That is no excuse. My feelings were hurt when I seen that. Um, yeah, I think he had chili. He had a bowl of chili. And uh he was drinking it straight from the bottle. But even Fred Minnick, who got on the bottle, kinda said, Hey, you know, you're ludicrous. You can do whatever the fuck you want, you know. Well, Freddie Johnson. Is that Freddie Johnson from Buffalo Trace? Yeah. Freddie Johnson, you know, from the distillery. 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 That's right. He said, the only way to drink bourbon is to drink it the way you like it. You know, I was at something called the uh, the whiskey, the Battle of the Whiskey Worlds. And it was a farce because it was Jim Beam and all the products that they had purchased, right? So there was basically American Scotch versus uh, Canadian whiskey versus fucking, you know, American whiskey versus uh, Canadian whiskey versus Scotch. Right. And, you know, the, the the crowd, based on applause, got to decide who won. But fucking Freddie No said the exact same thing. He's like, we who make the whiskey, we don't give a fuck how you drink it. You know, just drink it. Just drink it. That's that's that was the uh, I think that's a that's, theme with a lot of folks. That's like the slogan of Nike. Just do it. Yeah, I just think, drink it. You know, the people who get caught up in, you know, the prices and how you drink it, you know, I think there should be some gatekeepers for that, and there should be some definitions around that. But we're here to tell you that no, the no. people, the people who, the people who make it, tell you drink it any way that you fucking want to drink it. We already got gatekeeping in beer. We do not need any more gatekeeping in bourbon. Just um, drink it. Just drink, drink it the way you like it. Um, you know, we all know the story of Mictor's Ten by now. It says 1753 on the bottle. The year Nicosi was born. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm a vampire at this point. Pre-revolutionary. Um, it was named after the founder's sons, uh, Michael and Peter, right? So he just combined those names. This was a brand that went dormant, and then um, uh, a fellow, the fellow who owns it now kind of picked it up and ran with it, right? And now they're sourcing, but they're also distilling right now. But a lot of stuff they have so is from was, a non-disclosed location. He was like the McDonald's dude of bourbon. <laughs> um, oh, your boy Ray, Ray Kroc? Yeah. <laughs> You know, he picked up a brand. Like, he was this guy. And, you know, his name escapes me. We should have done our, our research. But, yeah. you know, he, he uh, yeah, he was a huge fan of bourbon. And he wanted to get in. And he's like, I'm going to resurrect this brand. I'm going to resurrect this. Because I think it started on the East Coast. I think Michter started in, like, uh, Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah, right. The original Michter's of 1753 is a Pennsylvania brand. Mm-hmm. And then um, then they came down to, uh, to, to Kentucky. So, but... Um, Mictors is something you see on the shelf in in force. You always see at least four or five of them. We had the toasted, we had the toasted rye on the show. Um, you had a little bit of barbecue vibes in that one. Did you Did you get some smoke? I definitely got a lot of smoke with that one. Yeah, I got I got um got I got oak. Got got some oak barrels came yeah. strong. I had some oak and some smoke. Oak gets the smoke. He dropping bars right now. And it kind of felt like uh, it was a, a hint like fucking uh, a little bit like barbecue sauce, just a tad. What was that sweet baby rays? I got a little bit of, uh, you know. That open pit? Stubbs. <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit of uh, Stubbs mild sauce in that one. Uh, you did not just say Stubbs. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, of all the things we've had on the shelf, um, Two things. The Mictors is the one that's uh, the shelf offering is as close. Uh, the shelf offering is very close to the tenure offering. 
but then also I'm just a I'm a huge fan of the experience of having the shelf offering next to that one next to the big one. I'm a huge fan of having them next to each other. They're both really good even though they're both similar. Like I'm not even upset at that. You know what I mean? I feel you. I definitely feel you. So um what say you, Shalanda? I say I'm buzzed. Okay. Drunk. I don't yeah. 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 Still drinking though. Um So if you had to pick between do you think okay what was the price point on this one? The four okay, so when I got this one it was white. Uh it was one seventy something that was with the tax included. Okay. So for you, does the price point taste the taint taint the the tasting for you? Well no, I didn't buy it, so it doesn't taint the tasting for me. Well, screw you I, th- I think it's great. <laughs> um, it makes me appreciate the uh, the smaller one, and but you know what? To be fair, right? Like I'm saying, they taste a lot of like they're the same proof too, right? They're the same proof, and there's no age statement on the on the bourbon, right? So it's not a slight against the ten year. I'm just saying that the the Michter's bourbon's really good, right? And they're both coming in at um, you know, about ninety four proof for both. Is that right? Yeah, they're both coming in around 94 proof, 91 and 94, respectively. Um, but shit, the fact that they taste kind of the same, I don't know. I don't want to keep saying that. I'm just saying, all right, so just to give some 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 uh, a side note, last week we had the uh, Whiskey Row uh, 1920, which was a double barrel from Old Forster, and we had that next to the the 150th anniversary and you know for consistency's sake of course they smell a lot alike you know but then they really kind of separate themselves when you started drinking them and to be fair we did the same thing for the the Michter's Rye 10 year versus the Michter's Rye that you see in the stores and they separated themselves I think you know the flavors are a lot richer in most cases right especially with the rye for the Michter's and especially with the the 150 Anniversary versus the uh, the whiskey roll nineteen twenty, it's just rolling right now. And the more I drink, the more that shit flows. But <laughs> <laughs> but out of everything we've had, these are the two that are the most alike. What do you think about that? Um, I thought the Michter's the 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 rye the whiskey. Mm-hmm. The tenure. I started. I started to pop that. I should. Yeah. I started yeah. to, but I was like, I don't know. I yeah, don't we, we had just done a show on it, but I think the the last show um, tasted a lot similar. Like this. Not. I mean, it wasn't as close as these, though, right? You know what? I think for research and development purposes, I need another four. We're gonna have to drink it as some more. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. There we go. But you know, because like, I'll be honest with you, man. The reason, the number one whiskey in the Michter's universe for me is that toasted barrel, just because of how different it is. Let me hit that a little bit. I almost shattered this glass. Oh, my gosh. Please don't shatter right. Let me hit this. Um, simply because it's making the it's making the loudest statement. I get more sweetness with the 10-year versus the just the regular bourbon. All right. And I hate that we're calling it that, but we'll call it. I mean, it that's what it is. The US one. How about that? The US one bourbon. Because that's what it says. The US one versus the 10 year. 
right? Because I hate, I would hate to call it, because you know how people call BCS Reggie. OG. OG is it's our... It's the OG. I mean, what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, let's, you know, the regular old-ass bourbon. Let's just give it a little, you know, you know what I mean? That's what I call you, my regular old-ass bourbon. <laughs> wow. Love you, though, baby. Wow. You, so you know, that's what this sounds... This doesn't sound like love, oh, but okay. Oh, I love you so much. I okay. Know. I'll take your word for it or, you know, or whatever, you know. Or whatever. <laughs> But on the OG or the US one, I think that if I had to pick between the two, if this is worth the price point for me, yes, it is. Like if I was a if I was to catch it again at retail, I would definitely most get it. Um, I wouldn't do secondary market though. Yeah, fuck that. The Mictors, the Mictors ten is fun. When I just hit the uh, small batch again, I get a I got a burst of um, I don't know if it was it was either booze. Like those phenolic notes, or it was like a rye spice, but something kind of went on my nose a little bit when I hit it. It was a dance party in your mouth. Why are you looking like that? Because that's not what I was talking about. My nose. I don't know what I was talking about. My mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is like the bourbon version of drunk history. <laughs> but when I get that, yeah, I mean, when I, right, so I'm, I'm drinking the, um, I'm drinking the 10 year again. And then the ten year is like it's a lot more tapered with those notes, right? Those notes, those those um, there ain't a ton of spicy notes in the uh, in the small batch US one. There ain't a ton of them, but whatever's there that kind of tickles your nostrils a little bit, it's replaced in the ten year with a little bit more of the dark chocolate. Got that baker's chocolate coming in. A little bit more baker's chocolate. None of the dessert chocolates, none of the compotes, just a nice dusting, almost like a cocoa, right? It's more like cocoa than than a heavy chocolate. Now, you know what I think we should get? We definitely need to invest into like a nosing kit. I agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because some of these things, you're just basing it off what you've had. Yeah. And then, like me, I'm not in the, I'm not the, I'm not the head chef in this, in this place. You know, I'm just. Who's the head chef? Shalanda's the head chef. Oh, Shalanda's the head chef. I'm more like the sous chef, so you know, I understand how something smell, but you know, the nosing kit would help because what I'm thinking smells like cocoa. Could might not be co- actual cocoa at all, but that's what know. it reminds me of. It was reminiscent of that for me. I don't so. know. I think you do have like a nose like Raleigh because you get sensitive to the, the plugs. So. Yeah. Um, did you really have to tap my nose while you, I while did. you did that? You're so cute. Oh my god. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So is there anything else that's uh wrapping? Can you believe we're wrapping up into like episode nineteen? <sighs> that's good, man. Um And then we're at the end of the year. It's it's a real treat to like we opened some really cool shit and I feel like some of it is our honest opinions on it and then, you know, us being you know, we're not one of these channels that, you know, they they send bottles to us and all that kind of shit. So what we do is um we buy our own shit. And then, like, what we're doing tonight is we're we're comparing the shit that's a little... The shit that you won't see on the shelf, we're comparing that to shit you see on the shelf. Right. So, right? We basically, we try to keep it cost-effective. I mean, we buy our own shit. Nobody censors anything. So, you're not... If you hear, like, a highly favorable review, it's not because somebody sent us something. Yeah, we're we're just, literally we're, dipping into our own bank accounts we, and we buying like, our own shit. We like the way it tastes. You know? Yeah. We like the way it tastes. But I think it's important for the people... To understand, like, hey, you know, if you got your hands on some of these cool bottles, right, um, 
don't go don't go acting like there's not a direct connection to something that you can't find regularly because a lot of times there is right mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i think uh i like i think small batch uh for four roses for like 30 bucks is really like the best kept secret on the whole fucking shelf yeah. However, when we had the 130th anniversary, there is definitely a difference. <laughs> There's yeah. definitely a difference in the small batch limited. So I'm not saying that they're the same, but I'm saying like, hey, man, you know, for the for the sake of the category of whiskey, it's like you have to look at some of these offerings that are right there in that whiskey row. There's rise on one side. There's reverence on the other. There's a lot of cool shit in there that has a lot of flavors that are very similar to the ones in some of these uh, whiskeys that are harder to find. And I think that's where we sit right now. That's where this show sits. It's just making those comparisons, right? We're, we're fortunate enough to have some cool shit, and then we're not lost that we're just these cool kids. We're going back, and we're finding this other shit, and we're making those comparisons. So the shit on the shelf, the 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 items on the shelf. So also, if you guys have any bourbon suggestions that we feel that we looked over, hit us up at the info at the Nipor info. At thenewport.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, what'd you think about last week with uh, Old Forster uh, Batch One Fifty? Did we miss anything there? Ah, I think it was dope. Um, I think. Then you have. Then you have another taste of it today. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, before we had the salads. Yeah. Uh, when you were braiding your hair. <laughs> Just gonna put that out with them when I was braiding my hair. When you were braiding your hair, I had. Some. Now I'm gonna be Afro bourbon chick, okay? And then um, I noticed a little bit of medicinal note in there. And then also like, uh, but the buttery Lando Lakes thing was still there, which That's was because <laughs> I used that good butter when I baked, baby. <laughs> so that was funny. And now like week two, I'm like, fuck! I'm, now all I'm getting is butter. The more we talk about butter, I'm getting butter on the last two notes. I'm gonna make so. some butter cookies just to use not Lando Lakes. <laughs> but yeah, um, I got that. I got that, and I got a. I would say cherry apple, cherry apple blueberry compote. That's what I would say. And last week. Oh. Last week. Okay. Yeah. Because it was compote. All right. Well, is there anything else that you feel we need to touch upon? No, that's it. I think uh, the Michters Michters crew, uh, I think they they deserve a lot of respect because of all the the flavors in their whiskeys across the board. Riley likes Michters, too. Whenever you pull out a bottle, he licks his tongue. He's just ready for some. He just sits there. He just sits there. It's like a doggy chick. No, we do not give the dog liquor. He's but like, he gets excited whenever he sees it. When he sees the Michter's toasted barrel, he's like, or the rye, he's like, paint me. Paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's cool, man. All uh, right. That's it, man. All right. Well, you can catch us together collectively on Nipor.com. Individually, you can catch me at Afro Beer Chick and Nick at Nicosio on Twitter. So until then, peace out.